listening to the Coaching Academic Podcast, the podcast for coaches, leaders and academics who are interested in translating research into practice. Each episode, I discuss a brand new piece of cutting-edge research and translate the findings with suggestions of how you can incorporate the research into your practice. I'm your host, Dr. Rebecca J. Jones. Now, on with today's show. Hi and welcome to the Coaching Academic Podcast. This week we're going to be talking about a paper called Walk It Off, the effectiveness of walk and talk coaching in nature for individuals with burnout and stress-related complaints. And I'm joined again by my colleague Holly Andrews. Hi Holly. Hi Rebecca. Hi, thanks for joining me again and And we're picking up on a theme from an earlier podcast. Back in episode 36, we covered another paper, which was about coaching with walking. And that paper, if you haven't listened to it, was a a qualitative kind of pilot study looking at the experiences of some individuals who'd received coaching while walking and, and, and the kind of feedback they gave on that experience. And this paper kind of picks up on that theme, but actually takes a quantitative approach to really examine, um, as they say, the effectiveness on walk and talk coaching in in nature. And specifically, they're looking at these outcomes such as burnout and stress. So we were quite interested, weren't we, Holly, in, in kind of looking at this more quantitative approach to testing this? Yeah, we both like a quantitative piece of research, don't we? So this this was very exciting for us. <laughs> they were particularly looking at employees who were suffering with stress and burnout. And they recruited 40 participants. Uh, most of them were female, 31 of the 40. And they did a quasi-experimental approach where half of the participants, um, so 20 of them, experienced this walk and talk coaching. And they've got a particular emphasis on it being in nature. So it wasn't just walking around, you know, your local streets or in a city. It was actually out in the countryside, by a river, in a forest, um, wherever Mm. it might be. But the focus is on walking in nature. So 20 of the participants experienced coaching out in nature. And then the other 20 were a control group who didn't experience any coaching during the time period. And they assessed um, a number of outcomes, both at the start, so baseline before the coaching intervention started. Um, They assessed midterm. So in general, the coaching was four coaching sessions. Overall, it was 12 to 18 weeks, the programme. So the coaching sessions were kind of four to six weeks apart. So after two coaching sessions, they assessed again and they assessed at the end of the intervention. Mm. Um, So as you mentioned, they were looking at things like stress, burnout. They were looking at things like engagement at work and boredom at work. Uh, They were looking at general mental health uh, and general well-being uh, as well in those uh, participants. So they repeated the questionnaires um, that they gave them at those three time points and then assessed whether there were any significant differences uh, across the time points. Yeah. And in terms of the intervention, so as you said, they had these four individual coaching sessions what they, they do mention that they're guided walks that are one and a half hours each, and they were all conducted in the same country estate, which it, the, the research was conducted in the Netherlands. And they had three coaches, didn't they? They used three different coaches. 
when I read the abstract of this paper, I was really excited because they talk about the fact that the coaching walk and talk coaching group showed improvements in burnout, stress, general mental health and well-being more than those in the control group. So I thought, oh, this is great. You know, this looks really um, exciting evidence to support walk and talk coaching. When we actually get into the results, one thing that I think is quite important to note is that although the walk and talk coaching group did improve more than the control group for all of the variables that they mention, and they've got some nice figures and diagrams to display that in the paper, a key point here to emphasize is there is only one variable where that difference is significant. And um, with this type of experiment, what you're looking for in the results is the interaction effect, because what you want to see is that there's not only an improvement between time one and time two, but also that the improvement between time one and time two is greater for the experimental group, so the coaching group, than the control group. Because unfortunately, what we often find in a lot of research is that there is a difference between time one and time two everyone improves or decreases in stress. And, and actually, I found this in my own research as well. My PhD research, I found that um, there was a significant improvement in lots of variables between time one and time two. But once I factored in the control group, that significant difference disappeared because actually the control group also improved as well. So this is one of the reasons why it's really, really important to have a control group with this type of research, because if you don't, you might assume that there's a big difference in the variables that you're measuring. And actually, it, everyone changes, you know, because that's just the nature of human behavior. Things change, they improve. Saying that, so work, work engagement was the only one where there was a significant difference. So that's the only variable that where we can confidently say because of the intervention, there was an improvement over time. The other variables, although they did improve and the improvement for the coaching group seemed to be more than the control group, because those differences aren't significant, we can't com confidently conclude that, that um, we could repeat and replicate those results. Um, there is a really important thing to note, and that's that the sample size is, is small. And again, that's a challenge I know, and, and Holly knows as well from doing this kind of experimental research, it's just really difficult to recruit large samples and provide them with the coaching. So we really empathize with, the, with what the researchers have done here. But having a small sample size makes it difficult to detect significant changes. So it might be if they replicated this again with a bigger sample, they would find that actually some of those differences were significant, whereas with this study, they weren't. So it's not to dismiss the results entirely, but in terms of the change that we can be confident was due to the walk and talk, actually, in this case, it was only the work engagement. Which, if you're an organisation thinking about how you spend your money and whether walk and talk coaching is, you know, a useful thing for, to get for your to commission for your employees, that's actually quite an interesting finding that work yeah. engagement is significantly better. Exactly. And it's one of those variables or, or outcomes that's measured frequently by organisations. Engagement is really important. So the significant findings here and and and. The fact that they still find that with such a small sample means that there's probably quite a big effect on engagement that actually it made quite a big difference to engagement, which is even more promising.
So I think this is a good starting point, isn't it, for more research of this of this nature going forwards. Um, I say bigger sample sizes needed. There were some issues as well with you know the non-random nature of the control group. So the control group uh, were people who'd expressed interest um, in the coaching, who were experiencing symptoms of stress and burnout. Um, but for one reason or another, didn't go on to participate in the coaching. And the authors mentioned that the main reason was financial. Um, they had, participants had to pay for the coaching. And those in the control group frequently cited that they couldn't afford to pay for it. So that's a, a possible confounding variable, the, the different financial status of the control group uh, and the coaching group. So that would be something you'd want to try and eliminate in future studies. Mm. Um, and we'd also like to see, wouldn't we, a study that compares the walk and talk coaching, traditional sit down coaching and then a control group that would then give us even stronger evidence that there is, you know, an impactful effect of walking in addition to the coaching intervention. Yeah, I agree. I think that considering that's really one of the main objectives for this study is to understand the impact of walking in nature you can't really understand that unless you compare it to this kind of traditional coaching in a in an office all all that aside we you know Holly and I are are big advocates for walk and talk coaching and, and we were really excited to see this kind of extension of the research that started to take place in this area and actually taking this quantitative experimental approach that's really nice to see that type of evidence and hopefully other researchers will go on to continue to investigate this and and do it with a bigger sample and actually compare the, the walking and talking coaching in nature to perhaps more traditional coaching. And I think the, the initial findings that there does seem to be some positive impact on things like burnout and stress is really hope, um, encouraging. And, and hopefully if they can replicate that with a bigger sample, we can start to see that those differences are significant then we are going to have some really strong evidence to support um, the use of walk and talk coaching. So thanks again for joining me, Holly. Thank you for having me. That's all right. And just to remind everyone, the paper we were talking about was Walk It Off, the Effectiveness of Walk and Talk Coaching in Nature for Individuals with Burnout and Stress-Related Complaints. So thanks for listening and we'll see you again soon. Thanks for listening to the Coaching Academic Podcast. If you're interested in reading my research, sponsoring the show, or in hiring me as a researcher, coach, or speaker, check out my website, www.rebeccajjones.co.uk. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a review in iTunes and subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you have a question you'd like me to answer in a future show, then please get in touch via my website. Finally, you can connect with me on Twitter at coach underscore research. Thanks for listening.